How's it going, everyone? This is Precisely Podcast, a podcast about beer and video games. I'm your host, Bo, and with me, as always, we got the drinking Kelly. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. Not bad at all. And uh, we have a very special guest today, someone that I've been wanting to have on for a while because he is the epitome of our podcast, um, Amir, Retro Brews. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing awesome, man. You are the guy that brings video games and beer together in your Instagram <laughs> posts. I, uh, you definitely have a vision and an eye to pair everything uh, when it comes to gaming and beer and even toys. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate the kind words. Uh, I do my best. I do my best. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's uh, it's good good to be on. Good to be on. Thanks for inviting me. I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think we're gonna have a good time today. I think so too. Yeah. So let's let's uh, I mean, what have you guys been up to before we get into the beer talk? What have you guys been up to, Kelly? Anything uh, interesting in your neck of the woods? <sighs> I started back at work this past week, so not exciting. This, not exciting, but that <laughs> I mean. That was a, a big change in my lifestyle back at work. Um, yeah. I also did, I sold, uh, vended at a toy show this past weekend. Um, yeah. So that was a pretty big deal for me, which is the first time I've ever done that. So that was fun. How was it? Uh, it was good. I feel like there was a decent turnout, you know, aside from everything going on um, time-wise. Right now, this is coronavirus time still. Um, so... I felt like there was a decent amount of people out there, whereas uh, I would say 95% of people were wearing masks appropriately and, you know, social distancing and everything like that. I think it was pretty successful in the fact that they still managed to pull that off in this with, you know, monitoring how many people were in the room at the time and uh, spacing the vendors appropriately, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it was, uh, I mean, it was successful, you know, made a little money. Um, I think... The one thing is I have to keep telling myself is that, you know, whereas I thought going into it, I could have made more. It's like you did well because we're in the middle of a pandemic and yeah. people don't have the money to spend right now on this kind of stuff. But, you know, people still came out, hung out, bought stuff. And, you know, we had a good time and I got to hang out with some friends. I got to hang out with, you know, Greg, the guy who owns the antique shop that I'm in. We worked together on it. So it was a really good time. I think it was a good that's first great. experience. Yeah. That's awesome. So you'll yeah. do it again next year? Yeah, I'm going to look towards doing it. And, you know, anything that he's going to think about doing, too, I think I'm going to probably look at pairing up with him again. And if, you know, he's like, oh, I found one in, you know, I don't know, Maryland or something that's not too far and it's worth it for me to go, I might go with him kind of thing. So right on. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it looked pretty cool from the photos that I saw on Instagram that you put up there. So was it like uh, uh, kind of like older toys or just all over the place? So there was a good mixture of a lot of stuff, mostly older stuff. Um, there were a lot of people that were coming in. I guess people that do shows like in general are just traveling around for toy shows or expos and cons, comic cons and stuff like that. So they, mm -hmm. you had a fair amount of people who were selling like uh, Funko Pops and then there was a stand across from us that was selling like vintage clothing which was pretty cool I met 
um, they're really nice people and got to, you know, be friends with them by the end of the day kind of thing. Cause we were looking at each other's stuff like, man, your stuff's so cool, man, your stuff's so cool. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there was a pretty fair mixture, but I would say it was kind of leaning towards the older stuff. Uh, a lot cool. of cool video game stuff there too. Actually, I brought some games oh, nice. and there was some cool, like, I saw some guy was selling like a one like I've seen it in GameStop, but you know, like one of those Triforce lights and you know, some older Pokemon toys and stuff like that. So it was cool to see everybody getting whatever they wanted kind of thing. Dope. Nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah I from text- the uh- yeah, sorry. Go sorry, ahead. sorry. <laughs> From the photos, <laughs> I was just going to say, it reminded me a lot of uh, this this one con that we have down here called RetroCon. I don't know if you guys have ever been to that one before. It's in the uh, it's in the same spot where they do uh, too many games every year. I've heard of it, yeah, but I haven't been to it yet. It's one of those ones that's always been on my list, but somehow whenever it comes down to it, I'm either busy that weekend or something's going on and I can't make it. <laughs> but it's on my list of game or uh, cons to go to. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely recommend that one for the future. If we ever have cons again, you know how all that goes. So. I sure hope so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. I think if anything, they'll just move outdoors and be more spaced out, but we'll see. Right. Yeah. So how about you, Amir? Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, I don't know. Just a lot of hookers and blow, honestly. No. Wow. <laughs> 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 Come in. Coming in strong. No, yes. um, no, no, not even, not even that. Unfortunately, um, no, I, I actually. <laughs> so I, I work in, uh, I work in like software development. Um, so okay. it's like it's really easy to just do my job remotely 100 of the time. Um, so I, I've just kind of been working all the way through this whole pandemic, um, and you know I'm just kind of. <laughs> it's a long story, but I've been stuck at home basically since mid-December um, because oh, I had like a spinal injury that I sustained while I was in India of all places. Oh my <laughs> so, God. so yeah, so I'm, I'm just kind of at the point where I'm just, uh, I'm losing my mind a little bit. I'm ready to just, for, you know, for life to return back to normal, but it You're doesn't look like. workers and blow. It, well, well, yeah. I mean, I never stopped that. I mean, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm dedicated here, so. <laughs> um, um, but, uh, but yeah. So it's just you know finding ways to just stay entertained in this uh, this new paradigm that yeah. we have here. So for sure. So, so yeah. uh, your your back injury. Are you able to walk and stuff? You're not like in a wheelchair. Yeah. So, well, no, what happened is I was in, I was in Mumbai, India for work. Um, and I, for some reason, something happened. I, there was no like event or anything. I just woke up the second to last day I was supposed to go home and, um, I couldn't walk. I couldn't sit. I couldn't do anything. Um, so they had to like rush me to a hospital and it turned out I had, um, like a a disc that just completely blew in my lower spine. Um, so it was like, it was a, it was a long saga just to get me home from India. Uh-huh. Um, my company had to dispatch like a nurse from Cherry Hill, New Jersey to like come and retrieve me in Mumbai and then like wow. medically escort me home to the United States. And it's like, I'm not going to take up any time with this. It's, just, it's a crazy, crazy story though. Um, but yeah, basically back in, uh, on May 1st, I ended up having that surgically corrected. So uh, I'm still kind of recovering from it, but, you know, doing like 100% better than I was previously. Good. So, that's uh, good. yeah, really, really happy I got that surgery. So, yeah, that's crazy, man. I had no idea. Yeah, it was a, 
it was a saga to say the least. Yeah, well, sounds it. Yeah. So you just uh, you tell your company that you woke up like that when really it was the hooker and blow. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, well, no, no. It's so funny because it's like so. So I what I learned through this is they, they always try to take a conservative approach. They always try to avoid surgery. So they they're like, okay, look, we're gonna have you do like physical therapy for a while and see how that works out. And, uh, you know, you're in there and it's like physical therapy is like for the, for the most part, it's like it's like a gym for old people. So you're like, you know, I go in and I'm like, hey, Gertrude, how you doing today? Looking good. It's yeah. like all these old ladies. And like one of them's just like she's like, what did you do over there that, to like make that happen? And I'm like, honestly, I just like I woke up in bed like this. And she's like. No, I don't believe that. I think you were doing some exciting stuff. And I was like, uh, no, I swear there was no Kama Sutra involved. And unfortunately, like I would brag about that shit if that was the case. But yeah. that's not what happened. <laughs> wow. You just got you just got to make it sound like it. Happened. Right. That's, that's what I had to do when I had like when I broke four bones, I had to tell people that it was something different than what it was because I was like, I want to sound cooler than I am. But, That's a good idea. I should have done that. Yeah. Should have yeah. been like I was wrestling tigers or right, something exactly. like that. Right, exactly. Yeah. So. I was like, you should have seen the other guy kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Maybe next time. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't really done much besides work, and we went kayaking. I uh, saw an old friend of mine that I haven't seen in, like, probably five years, and I uh, went kayaking with him and another friend, and – uh we went to the yellow breaches where I usually go. And my old friend was like, yo, I know this place. Like I used to swim across this Creek to get to this quarry up on this Hill. Like if we go up this trail right here and park the kayaks, we can uh, jump off this quarry. I'm like, okay, like let's go see it. So uh, we parked the kayaks. We climb up this like little Hill mountain and uh start walking this trail and all of a sudden like signs are popping up being like hemp brothers no trespassing like violators will be prosecuted and we're like ah screw it whatever and uh we get to a clearing and we see a truck and we're like oh someone's in that truck let's uh just go back so we go back and the truck like turns its engine on and comes after us and i'm like oh crap like i'm too old for this and rut row <laughs> yeah, it was this uh, older gentleman. He's like, oh, what are you guys doing? We're like, oh, we're just walking this trail for a while. You know, like didn't even tell him that we were kayaking. Um, he was like, oh, all these kids because of coronavirus are coming out here and jumping off the rocks into the quarry and they're getting injured or just having too much fun and drinking beer. So I'm here to watch them. Well, <laughs> watch out for them. And uh, we're like, oh, yeah, that's crazy, man. Like, we we had no idea. And uh, sure enough, he, he was fine with it because we're adults. You know, it's like, yeah, we're, right. we're not really doing anything. We just really wanted to see the quarry. And uh, we were kicking ourselves, like, why didn't we ask him to, like, just go and see the quarry? But instead, we just walked back to our kayaks. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was exciting. My heart raced. I was like, oh, yeah, this is nice. <laughs> I feel young again. But uh yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a scene from Stand By Me or something like that. Yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah, it's like a scene from every time when I was like twelve to sixteen. Um <laughs> so yeah, it felt good. But uh yeah, besides that, uh let's get into drinking beer and talking about beer. Amir drinking beer. Yeah, right. let's uh let's start with you. Okay. So today I am drinking 
a brew. It's a double IPA. It's from Bearded Iris Brewery, which is located in Nashville, Tennessee, Nash Vegas, if you will. And uh, it is called Attention Please with an exclamation point. So they really want your fucking attention, apparently. So, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, so this one is I'm just kind of I'm kind of reading through it here on Untapped. It's a it's a hazy, juicy double IPA, uh, which is like pretty much like 90 percent of what I drink these days. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, it's. It's not saying uh, what, what kind of hops do we have in here. What's this the ABV? This, uh, this one is 8.2. Okay. And it is a pillowy tropical citra, which sounds really comfortable, actually, yeah. for a beer. So Pillowy. I've never heard a beer described that way. Right. It feels pillowy in your mouth, strangely. Ooh. I don't know. I just made that up, but okay. like you're chewing on a pillow. <laughs> yeah, like Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, well, no, that's a good point, Kelly. Actually, there is some, as it says here, there is a perceived, perceived silky or full mouth feel. So that's that silky pillow that you're chewing on right there. Oh, apparently. like wow. a goose down pillow. Yes, kind of yes, but less stinky. So mm, delicious. <laughs> I like it. Made of murder feathers. <laughs> indeed indeed <laughs> i'm drinking on a fantastic voyage from sloop brewing company it's a new england ipa i really like the can art too it's a like an old school like convertible like low rider car with a rainbow like trail behind it so it looks like the rainbow road that it's driving on almost from Mario nice. Kart. nice uh weighs in at a 6.7 percent and untapped says let me see fantastic voyage new england ipa brewed with malted wheat and flaked oats dry hopped with citra cashmere and german amarillo notes of orange syrup rainbow sherbet and cotton candy i don't know about the cotton candy let me see (laughs) sounds interesting sounds like a yeah, it's like if uh, Skilo was a selectable, playable character in Mario Kart. That's kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> who is Skilo? The guy who sang Fantastic Voyage, bro. You remember that song? Uh, no. Uh, Can you sing it for us? <laughs> Come on, lowly rider in a fantastic slide, slide, dippity die. When you live in oh, the city, yes. do or die. I don't know if I got all the lyrics right. But yeah, no, no. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Yeah. It, it's good. It's not that bitter, you know, being a New England IPA. I like it. Yeah. Kelly, how about you? I'm actually really excited to share, to share this beer that I got. Um, so my parents actually got this for me. They went over to Trogues, which is our local, I'll say local major microbrewery. Yeah. <laughs> um, they went over to Trogues and they got me a crowler um, of this brew. It is Black is Beautiful. So it is like if you've seen um, a lot of different breweries have been either collaborating or working and making this Black is Beautiful beer to support Black Lives Matter, which uh, we precisely, I think, can say definitely are supportive of. And we wanted to try this beer, my dad and I, and so I think he got one and I got one, but it is a... um, collaboration between trogues and harris family brewery which is awesome a locally uh owned 
black owned brewery. So I'm super excited to try more of his stuff in the near future as he works on opening up a uh, pub area. I've been following him for a little while and I'm really excited to finally get some stuff. But anyway, this is a um, black lager. It is a 5.2%. And uh, it says this American brown lager was inspired by a well-guarded cornbread recipe from the family of the Harris family breweries, Sean Harris. Corn notes come from Pennsylvania blue corn grown at Dancing Star Farm and malted locally by Deer Creek Malt House. Roasty notes meant to be reminiscent of a brown char near the edge of the skillet are coming from chocolate and caramel malts and lemon drop hops at a hinty citrus of lemon. Um, and then it proceeds benefit a Miracle for Sure, Inc., a ro- local nonprofit provides education, mentoring, and advocacy for people as they transform their lives after incarceration, which is super cool too. That's great. That they're giving back to our community as well. Um, But the beer itself is super good. I really enjoy it. It almost, if you wouldn't have told me it was a black brown lager, I would have said that it was a red ale, like almost. it. It's very, it, it's super malty and um, like it just, it kind of tastes like, I don't know. It just kind of tastes like a beer I would drink close to St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Interesting. Which is which is cool. Um, but it's got like a, a light, a light. It's not super dark, but it's definitely a dark red tint to it. It's it's really good. That's what I was going to ask. Is it black in color? No, it is definitely like a dark lager, or a like I said, like a red ale. Um, yeah, it's like a reddish, dark brown color. Um, so. I, I will send a picture uh, for the podcast page, but I'm currently drinking it out of my Legends of the Hidden Temple glass. Dope. Nice. I'm excited about. So I actually uh, know Harris Family Brewery. Um, cool. When when I was working at Zero Day Brewing Company, they uh, came by pitching the idea to the owner at Zero Day, and we were all about it. We are like, yeah, we'll support you guys. Like, this is a great idea. They want to open up like in the inner inner city, like mm-hmm. the ghetto area, which is yeah. great. I think they might have bought the place, but you I know, think they're... they are renting it. I think I saw yeah. they're renting it and they're working on renovating. To yeah, it's on like ready. Allison Hill area, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, it's not a nice place to live. I used to live there. And mm-hmm. uh, so we'll see what happens. Like, hopefully it changes, you know, that area for the better and that you know it employs a lot more people from that area as well yeah i know that that uh, is a a place that a lot of people are working to make a better like it is way better than it used to be i feel like you know growing up here i feel like we've both seen it for many many years i think it's gotten better people are trying hard to make it more livable and and like bring in more business and stuff so i hope that that does work out for him and and this is going to be a super cool brewery to add to our uh, little city here absolutely it'll be nice once it's uh fully open mm-hmm. so you like the beer oh yeah it's good. good i'm definitely definitely excited i i want to get more from him too yeah my wife was uh telling me that they have glasses that says uh black is beautiful like actual I did see that glass yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had some pretty cool. I saw also they made one that says dope on the beer glass, but the O in dope is a hop, (laughs) which I thought was pretty cool. That's awesome. 
Well, let's uh, get into interviewing you, Amir, if you're down for that. Sweet. Yeah, just uh, real quick here, quick correction. That song yeah. is by Coolio, not Skilo. I'm an asshole. Sorry, <laughs> all you Coolio fans out there. I got my I got my childhood 90s memories crossed there. So, yeah, that's a Coolio song. That's what happens when you spend most of your life living in gangster's paradise. Right, wow. or just or just doing hookers and blow all the time, you know. So there's only there's only so much my brain can take. So. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Gangsters Paradise is the only song I knew by him, and that always makes me think of Weird Al Yankovic's. Uh, oh yeah, Amish, Amish Paradise. Paradise. Yeah, classic. Good. It's just hilarious. It's still funny. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. So uh, speaking of speaking of Weird Al, I watched. Uh, you ever you ever watched that Weird Al movie from the eighties, UHF? I watched it for the first time the other night, and Not I was sure. like, "It's like it's, just, it's got like a Kramer from Seinfeld is in it as well." Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, anyways, just a little side note there. It's worth checking out. Okay, <laughs> sounds funny. Nice. <laughs> um, all right. So Amir, you have one of the best pages on IG, which I've said before. Thank you. Comparing video games that. with beer. What inspired you to make an Instagram with this type of aesthetic? Okay. All right. So that's a really easy answer. Um, so I'm a huge fan of, I don't know if you've ever seen it, it's Classic Game Room with Mark Bussler. Um, it was like like the biggest sort of video game retro review YouTube. I don't know, it's jumped around to different places. Now I think it's on like Amazon Prime or something like that. Um, but he would periodically, you know, just aside from it being like a humorous, awesome, informative uh, review show for retro video games he would periodically do these shots like he's a beer guy as well and he oh, would periodically okay. do these shots where he's just like has like i don't know like a truckston cartridge and then there's like a pint glass next to it and he's just like pouring a brew into the glass and he would like you know it wasn't like a every show thing but periodically he would throw those shots in just as like filler into his episodes and what was and the show called it's called classic game room Okay. Or CGR, as it's referred to. Um, so he doesn't he doesn't really produce it anymore. Um, there's there's a whole there's a whole history to that. He basically got burnt out because he just. Yeah. I mean, if you if you put classic game room into YouTube, it's just like hundreds and hundreds of episodes come up, like very dense material, um, but awesome. And um, I just kind of took that and I was like, wouldn't it be cool to just take that concept and just run with that? Just pairing beers with video games. Um, And yeah. And then I kind of, you know, I started to work like a lot of the, um, a lot of the action figures you see in it are actually like my action figures from childhood that I just held on to. Um, I just, I really, I took really good care of my stuff as a child. So, um, I still have, I still have a lot of them and they look great, you know? So that's great. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a, that's kind of where it came from. I just decided to run with that concept. So I have to, you know, tip my hat to Mark Bustler from CGR for that, for that whole idea. Yeah. I'm looking him up right now and I do recognize his face. Yeah. I might've seen a show or two. Yeah. He's a, he's a funny dude for sure. Yeah. So, uh, I know I've said it before, but your Instagram is retro underscore brews. Yep. B-R-E-W-Z. So go follow him right now on Instagram, everyone that's listening, uh, so you can see what we're talking about when it comes to these amazing pictures. 
Yeah, I agree. These pictures are really great. Like, you definitely have an eye for... You can take a picture and post it on Instagram. Anybody can do it. You can just point your phone. But there's, like, a difference to using some pieces of an actual photographer's eye to make a good Instagram picture post. And you definitely have that. So it's, it's sweet. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's very, super cool. It's a very kind feedback. I'm not used, <laughs> I'm not used to this. We're just buttering we're, you up. Yeah, we're going to be super friendly to you on this podcast. Just oh, so you know. Okay, for I, now at least. Yeah, until, after we're, yeah, until after we get some done, beers in and then. Yeah. <laughs> the after real, we're done recording, we're just going to shit talk you. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> no, Sounds good. It's super it. cool. I like it. Um, and it makes me want to share because I feel like I don't share what I drink on my Instagram. Like I share, like I do my untapped, but I don't like mm-hmm. visibly share a lot of my beers that I drink. And I don't think that's fair to the beers that I'm drinking. Cause a lot of them are really good and they look beautiful. And like, you know, I feel like they need to be shared. So it kind of inspires me to like, want to share more beer with what game I'm playing that night or whatever. Nice, yeah, yeah. We should uh, we should totally connect on Untapped. I didn't realize you had that as well. Yes, so. yes. I'll, I'll, I'm I'm the same as my Instagram handle. So okay, sweet. Same here. <laughs> okay, awesome. cool. Um, yeah, but so like, what is your earliest memory that you have of gaming? Of gaming? Oh boy. Okay. If we go all the way back, the first console we had was a i believe it was a magnavox odyssey 2 wow so we're we're going real back i we're going back a ways i was born in 81 um i think we already had that actually i think we had that in the family before i was even born and that was the first console we had and um you know so it was it was playing those games um nothing too exciting i think we had like maybe two or three games for it they were mostly like different variations on like a race car game Uh, They weren't that great. And, uh, you know, with how much I've gotten back into like retro collecting um, in recent years, no part of me is tempted to like, oh, I'm going to go regain the magic of my Magnavox Odyssey two days. Like, I just have no interest (laughs) in that. (laughs) There was was nothing that memorable about it. Um, Exactly. But then I I think it really picked up in, uh, geez, I want to say, you know, like when the NES came out and I was I was kind of late to the game. It was like late 1989 early 1990 that i like finally conned my parents into buying us one um but before that it was like you know i was i was living in new jersey like as a kid in those days it was just like going around the corner to like the one kid's house who like i didn't even particularly like but like he had a nintendo so (laughs) i was always going there and playing mario brothers and and uh yeah there was a few other games they had yeah so i mean those are probably like my my really like substantial beginning memories of gaming so that's awesome my uh next door neighbors actually they they saw my game room because they helped me bring up my gamecube kiosk into my Mm -hmm. kiosk room when they saw me struggling and they're like can we help i'm like sure so the dad and son came over and they struggled to help me but thank god they did otherwise it was going to be on my front porch all night um but they're that's like, when you were oh. saying it's like super heavy, right? Oh, I was like 600 pounds. Oh, it, my it was, God. Only 600. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but 
they were like, oh, we have an Odyssey too. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, yep. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Like, yeah. I, I've never personally played on one. Um, but they're you're like, not, you're not missing anything. Let me, yeah, I know. <laughs> they're uh, like, yeah. you can have it. And I'm like, you probably would rather keep it than me. Right. Like, no, just keep it, please. I think we, but, uh, uh, I think we sold ours at a garage sale for $2 ultimately. <laughs> I think that's oh, wow. how that went out. <laughs> oh my gosh. So do you have a favorite game that you love to play or a genre of games? Uh, so I don't know. I almost have to kind of break that up into two categories. So like favorite, okay. favorite style of game, I would say, uh, for retro consoles is definitely like the Metroidvania, but, okay. uh, but maybe I don't need to break that up because as I've discovered, you know, in last couple of years, the, the whole Metroidvania genre has really just kind of been revitalized and there oh, it's are so good tons of them for modern consoles. Um, I just recently got Xbox game pass mm -hmm. and it's just almost every, almost not all of them, almost every single like modern Metroidvania is just available for free off of that. Yeah. So I've just been losing my mind. I have like a Metroidvania folder on my Xbox now. <laughs> and it's just like, and I've been spending a lot of time in that folder um, these days. Um, but I guess in terms of, I guess, more like modern game formats, I would say uh, stuff like uh, uh, Sky, um, like the Elder Scrolls games or Fallout, like the big massive open world um, action RPGs are kind of my thing. Um, tons of quests, tons of side quests. Um, something that I can easily sink like 200 hours into in single player and have a fuckload of fun doing it so those are that's kind of my bread and butter when it comes to like modern consoles um i can feel that so yeah. i th like the game i'm i've been really waiting for years now like literally years is uh cyberpunk 2077 i cannot oh, wait I for wait. that game yeah. oh my god dude it's like it's been in like development for like six years and it's like I've been I've been pretty much waiting every bit of those six years for this game, um, and I realize it keeps getting delayed and pushed back. But I'm completely okay with that. If they're just perfecting this game, then exactly more power to them. So I just heard that there was like a new trailer video or gameplay video of Cyberpunk, and I was like, uh, I'm glad I'm hearing this and not seeing it because I I want to be in the blind for it. Oh, me too. Completely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There was a. There is, uh, like, I'm I'm the same way. Like, I'm I'm one of those people that if it's a movie that I'm really excited for, I won't even watch the trailers for it because I don't want any spoilers or anything. And Cyberpunk is definitely one of those things I'm treating that way. Um, there's supposed to be some like memory feature where it's like you can play back the memories of other players in the game and like see decisions they made and stuff. And I'm just like, Ooh. yeah, I don't, I'm like, I don't want to know any details about that. I want it to surprise me. Yeah. And I want to just be completely floored by it because it sounds revolutionary on the surface. So, yeah, um, that sounds great, actually. So, su yeah, super excited, super excited for that. I know. One. I know Persona 5 did something similar where did if you if if you hooked it up to online you could see what people did that day like oh, percentage cool. wise so you knew like all right well 82 percent of people like studied today 
because each day oh, okay. you know you only have so many so much time to do certain things and to like upgrade certain skills and the people that you associate with within the game um so it was nice to like see like am i doing the right thing i i never used it honestly <laughs> i just did my own thing but yeah that's cool though yeah sort of similar so are you actively collecting and if so what's your favorite systems that you collect for um i i definitely am actively collecting um and i collect for a kind of i don't want to say there's really one i, I kind of go through phases with consoles like i went through like a collecting for sega master system mm-hmm. phase um which is still a really fun console to collect oh, wow. for because it hasn't um it doesn't it doesn't have the hype behind it that other ones do so you don't see like these outrageous marked up prices on some of the things you know there's still some pricey games for it some rare games you're going to pay more for but on average you're going to be able to get like like I I love looking for Sega Master System games in um like at cons because oh yeah there's yeah. tons oh my god you'll you, like you'll just find like a box just full of them and it's like you dig through that box and it's like oh my god there's like this minty fresh complete in box looks like it's never been opened copy of like you know fantasy star or something like that and it's like completely reasonably priced and um yeah so i just completely geek out over that stuff but uh but yeah i mean i pretty much geez to pick one console that i really like to collect for the most i would probably say genesis um just because i'm just a huge I'm kind of like a born again Sega fanboy. Like, you know, I, I've been like, I've been collecting this stuff for basically my whole life. Like, a lot of the stuff that you see, not a lot of it, but some of it that you see on Instagram, the games that I pair are, again, games that I just have since my childhood. Um, and some of the consoles that I game on as well, you know, they're my childhood versions of those consoles that I just took care of. Um, so that's amazing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I would say probably like in in terms of my modern like past few years collecting probably Genesis. Um and I don't know why that is. Honestly, I just I kind of like how they look on my shelf to be honest. So. <laughs> well, yeah, and their cases are just like they hold up. Yes. They're they're hard shell. I mean, for the most part, they're clamshell cases. Right. Know? They hold up a lot better than uh Super Nintendo. Yep. You know, and yep. way way cheaper. Yes. Yes. I like, I like that you don't have to, you know, for like the complete in box super Nintendo games I have, of course I have to buy those like box protectors and stuff. And I just, Mm -hmm. I don't have to do that with Genesis games. Um, there's some of them I still do it for though, just cause I'm like, that game's fucking awesome. And I'm so glad I finally own that. I'm putting that in a protective case, (laughs) but (laughs) otherwise you don't have to do it, you know? So, yeah. So yeah. So you're, you're, uh, protecting clamshell cases. What was that? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, there's a couple of them. Yeah, there's okay. just a couple Genesis games I did that with. Like, uh, I did that with uh, Wolf Child, and I did that with uh, Truxton, just because I was obsessed for years with owning a complete inbox copy of Truxton. Um, and again, that all that all that all goes back to a classic game room, like CGR. Like he's obsessed with Truxton. Like he okay. brings up Truxton all the time in that show. So I was like, I gotta own Truxton because Mark told me to own it. So. <laughs> Um, interesting so yeah yeah i need to look up that game yeah it's a it's a cool it's a cool shmup for the uh like vertical scrolling shmup for the genesis okay awesome yeah 
So I definitely spelled it wrong because I'm just seeing uh, motorcycles. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> that's okay. T R U X. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I spelled it wrong. So, uh, how many games uh, do you have, Genesis wise? Oh man, I don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm not really good at taking counts. I could try to like, like over a hundred. Hold on, let me pull out my phone here. Um, I have one of those little apps that's kind of like it's called okay. Game, Game Vault, and it has like catalog of. Um, all right, so what does this say here? So this is saying I have sixty, but I haven't logged. Um, some of them you can't log because it's like it's based on a search, and if their database just doesn't have it, you can't like add it to your collection. So this is saying I'm I have sixty. Okay, um, I mean that's not bad. Yeah, it's okay. It's not, you know. Um, I probably only have, I don't know, 20, 25 Genesis games in my collection. I probably have, like, eight. <laughs> there you go, yeah. So do you, do, like, one question I have for you guys about collecting is what I'm finding, and it, it's happening with me now slowly, but it's happening with my friends, is that you kind of start out collecting. You're just like, I'm just going to buy every game that I see. That's, like, yeah. a reasonable price. And then eventually, like, you no. dial it back where you're like, I just want to have quality over quantity yeah. kind of deal. So yeah. have you guys, have you found that you've kind of hit that that point? I've or? I feel like I've always been like that because okay. of space limitations. So okay. as soon as I get a sports game, I'm just like, I'll throw that in a lot on eBay or sell it individually if it's worth selling. Um, yeah, I just, I try not to waste any space. Yeah. So it's a good strategy. It's all, yeah. It's all, it's all quality over quantity, but you know, what I don't display is probably in a box in a closet somewhere not being sold unfortunately uh, or, okay. or it's sold yeah so, yeah, yeah i would agree i mean i kind of so in the beginning i remember just getting excited about finding stuff so i would buy games i would play them but then like i wouldn't touch them again kind of thing mm-hmm. um so i kind of a- after a while it was the same thing i started running out of space so i was like okay now let's pick and choose and then I think now, after a while, I've just gotten to the point where I'm just picky about what I'm doing. So, like, now I have more of a goal, I guess, goal-oriented collecting, too. So if it's not part of that, I kind of, or if it's not, like, a game I want to play, I don't buy it kind of thing. Right. Or if it's not, like, a game that I had nostalgia for that I want back, it's I want, I'm not going to buy it. So I think now that after a couple years of collecting, I don't know how many years I've been doing this, but uh, just get you just get pickier, I guess. And, and yeah. yep. you, you've just I mean, you, you've you been doing it for long enough that you know what's going on and you're just wiser, I guess. <laughs> right. No, I think that's a good way to sum it up. I feel the same way. Um, yeah, it's just it, it, it's gotten to the point where I kind of walk into my retro gaming room and I'm just kind of overwhelmed anymore. I'm like, there's just too much shit in here. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna start thinning the herd. Too. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about yeah. thinning some stuff here, and I'm so right. overwhelmed. Yeah, it's just a lot. I mean, you kind yeah. of like it's it like is. You have no idea what to like, what to do. Like the other night, I had my friend Cody over at my house, and he and he collects video games too. So like his his collection is like mine and i was like all right man what are we playing it's like picks out the fucking miracle piano i'm like cody what the hell bro oh, the miracle piano oh my god i've seen that in the wild like once but, right. but yeah 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 and i was like 
I think I played this one time and he was like, and it, but it was just like a cool piece to have. And he was like, I've never played it. I'm so excited. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then after we were done, I like, I was like thinking about it. Cause it had been sitting in my closet. And it was one of the games that I was like, I think I might sell this. So I texted him. I was like, Hey man, do you want to buy this? Like, cause you were stoked on it. And he was like, hell yeah, I do. I was like, great. It's yours. Nice. <laughs> there you go. It was like one of those things where it was like, I was on the fence about a game and he was just so happened to be excited about it. And it worked out nicely. Yeah. And like just being overwhelmed talking about that, I'm seeing these prices right now on things yes. and, and looking at my collection being like, do I really need these Pokemon games right. in a box complete? I'm not going to be buying any more at these ridiculous prices. I yep. probably won't find them. You know, if I do find them, cool. But like, what's the chance of that? Right. I'm just going to sell them now because I can just emulate the shit if I ever want to play them. And I've already played and beat most of them. Right. And they're they're great games, but really I don't have the fucking time anymore. Yep. Yeah. Like that's exactly I, what I'm thinking. You got me inspired. I'm looking at the fact that I have oh, probably man. almost every Pokemon DS game and I'm like I'm literally not going to play all of these. Like I've played well, some of and them, you, but not all of them. And you have an R4 card, right? Yes, I do. So I could play them at So you have yeah. all of those games right. already on one card. And yeah. so do I. So yep. I'm just like, yeah, I definitely don't need these DS games. All those have have gone out the window already yeah yep. and and, and it's I, helped yeah no and i think you bring up an excellent point Bo. is um you know at first you said you said i can just emulate these which i don't know as a retro gamer sometimes you, your first reaction is to just cringe a little because you're like mm -hmm. oh emulation mm -hmm. it's not the original heart but with like EverDrives and R4 cards, mm -hmm. it's like that is exactly how it would play with the original cart. So yep. why the fuck not? So so yeah, like my my I have EverDrives for like every possible console I can own it for. Um, and it's like I still collect games, but I'm like, <laughs> I talk about this on Retro Gaming Boombox all the time. I'm just a lazy bastard who doesn't want to stand up and change physically change cartridges. I want to be able to just yeah. like. Hit, hit a key combo and be like, oh, now I'm out of that game and I'm yep. into this game. Now yep. I'm on this game. Like, so yeah, no, that's a great point, man. Like with all these uh, flash carts and stuff, it really is motivation to just kind of like, just dump your carts that are just, you know, worth a ton of money and collecting dust effectively. Yeah. So. I mean, I got, I got rid of probably 90% of my N64 collection, which, you know, was only like 30 to 40 games. And it was mainly just a, uh, cartridges i still have like maybe seven to ten of them um and like two of them are majora's mass because i want to keep those and it's the holographic one or like the yeah the the weird looking one and the regular one um and then like a cib ocarina of time um nice and harvest moon like those are like the four that i can think of but i got rid of all of them because I got an EverDrive for the N64. Hell my yeah. Kiosk. And Hell I'm like, yeah. the only time I'm ever going to play it is on the kiosk, which I need a new TV for the kiosk anyway, because it's an 84 Trinitron that does not want to work after 10 minutes of playing. Uh, but I, yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's just like, yeah, if I don't have an N64 under my main TV, like why am I keeping these cartridges when I'm just using the EverDrive anyway? You know? Yep. And I look 
at my Genesis games like that too, where I'm just like, uh, do I get rid yeah. of them? And then, and then I look at the prices and I'm like, if it's, you know, $10 or less, no, it's not even worth listing them. I'd rather wait to see if they spike again, if they ever do. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Game Boy right now, GameCube right now, I, I hate to say it, I haven't sold any PS1 games and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, they're spiking hard, PS2 spiking hard, but I don't have a way to emulate those systems, PS1 and PS2 yet. Like Dreamcast, I have a modded Dreamcast in my Dreamcast kiosk. And, like, so I only have, like, a dozen to 15 games on Dreamcast, like, hard copies of them. Okay. Do you have the, uh, is it, does it have the GDMU inside of it? Is yeah. it like, oh, nice. I want it. Yeah. It's on my list. That's one of the next things I want to oh, get, so actually. Nice. Yeah. 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 So, yep. I mean, that's the thing. And like with GameCube, I don't have a way to emulate that. But like, I know people are modding GameCubes right now, mm-hmm. and it's definitely doable. But it's expensive. But at the same time, if I sold three of my GameCube games, you know, I could probably pay for that mod. Sure. Yeah. Well, game, GameCube games have gotten crazy. Yeah. Like with the prices, I just I can't believe it. What some Insane. of these games are going for insane so I, eventually the the bubble's going to pop i feel like or you know it'll trend down like right. like genesis used to be up real high like dreamcast is still a little high but i feel like it it's gone down mm-hmm. um you know nintendo was super high five years uh-huh. ago three years ago now it's sort of plateaued so super nintendo i feel like is also i mean it's not it, it's plateauing yeah it, it's not where it was and now n64 is rising to take its spot drastically yeah. yep and what it, what it is is you know the kids that grew up on those systems have mm-hmm. good jobs now they want to have that nostalgic feeling and i feel like social media you know when they type in n64 under hashtag they're seeing all these people you know, playing their N64 games, which is like drawing all these memories in their head. And they're like, fuck, right. I need to go on eBay right now and buy one, which, you know, with demand up, that's that's what's driving the price up. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And as collectors, we all like to hoard. We are straight up hoarders. And <laughs> it's true because of that. We're not- organized hoarders. Right. Some of us. Right. I mean, speak for yourself, my, bro. My shelves yeah. are fucking great. <laughs> no, um, I know what you're saying, though. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so by hoarding, the price is going up too on everything, yep. which is, you know, it's fine. Like, it's definitely a seller's market right now. And mm-hmm. it's a good time to think about, like, hey, is this game on my shelf? doing anything for me besides just being on my shelf or would yeah. i rather have 250 bucks yeah, yeah like right to me i'd rather have 250 bucks yep like i just i just sold pokemon crystal for 290 dollars uh to a to a guy on instagram and you know, so crazy that's it's nice a, yeah. yeah no it's, me, it, that's nice. it's awesome <laughs> but just it's like 290 bills for a i can't remember is that a is that a color or an advanced game color. but uh it was the first color, like the color one. Okay, color, color. Yeah, it's just so crazy though. It's like two hundred ninety bills for a Game Boy game, like, and it didn't even have the manual. Oh my god! <laughs> That's yeah, even better. Good for you, my friend. You did well. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was sort of kicking myself too, being like, "Is this the right thing to do?" Because if I would have bought, there was a manual mm-hmm. uh, online on eBay for thirty bucks. If I would have bought that, ones that were were complete were selling for five hundred. Holy 
on eBay. Wow. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to make this guy happy at 290. He can get his own manual. He needs it. This is his last game. Right. That he needs to complete the whole Pokemon set. So like. Yeah. And that's the other thing about it right now is you have to, if you sell to another collector, you're like, do I really want to fight for a couple extra bucks or am I just trying to be a nice person and help out fellow collector at this time? Yeah. 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 Some people you look at and you're like, it just means so much more to them than it means to me. So, yeah, I mean, it not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give a good price to somebody who was going to turn around and try to flip it themselves. Yes. Right. Absolutely. That's not the name of the game. Nope. But you know, if you're like, Oh, I'm going for the full, whatever set and I need this, I don't have it yet. I would be like, okay, well let's do a deal, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. So with that said, Amir, mm-hmm. what's your uh, favorite piece in your collection? My favorite piece? Hmm. Could be a video game. Could be, I don't know, do you collect like advertisement signs or anything like that? Uh, I'm not I'm not so big on that stuff. Like, um, <clears throat> I don't have much of the promo stuff. Okay. Um, I do have some things that are kind of like, you know, I have boxes from things um, from back in the day. Either it's like I bought it. You know, in recent years, I came at the box or, you know, I kept the box from when I was a kid because I was notorious for doing that. Um, actually, I, oh, my God, my mom threw out like a few years back a huge treasure trove of like complete boxes with manuals and everything no. that just didn't have the games in them. And they were mm. still at their house. And I was just like, Mom, I love you. But oh, what the fuck? <laughs> it's one of those things you start kicking yourself. But um, uh, favorite piece? <clears throat> Boy. So, okay, I'm going to throw two out there. I'm going to say probably, I'd have to price it again. Most most valuable single game I have, I think, unless there's something I'm really missing, is uh, I have a complete in box sealed, never opened version of um, Splatterhouse for the TurboGrafx-16. <clears throat> and that, that's kind of a rare one. And it's yeah. like super crispy. We were talking and about... Yeah. Yeah, it's sealed. Yeah. We were talking about uh things that you put into protective plastic covers. That's definitely yeah. in one of those. That's like when you put um, two condoms on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When you're like, yeah, I don't I don't know where this hooker's been. So I'm definitely going for two. <laughs> um Or you're done with the first one, so you just you you gotta keep going. Just right. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which might be better. I yeah. I got things I to do. But so. for the kids that are listening right now. If there are any kids, don't put two condoms on because it actually breaks both of them and bad things will happen. It's Just super, so you know, super bad things. Yeah. Also, if Just you're a kid, one. why are you listening to a podcast about beer? <laughs> yeah, you right. Drink it yet. You should get your lives together. Or Go else, study your algebra. Or you may end up on a on a Maury episode and nobody yeah. wants that. So, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so there's that, and then I'll say probably the second piece that's just uh, personally, I don't, I don't know. It's it, there's sentimental value to it. Is I have my again, it was late. It came out like many years before that, but I didn't get it until then. I have my like complete inbox version of Super Metroid from when I played through it for the first time in high school. I'm gonna say that was that's high school. Awesome. Um, so I still have that one. Of course, that one also has the two condoms around it. Um. <laughs> so yeah those are those are probably like my two favorite pieces in my collection that i can just throw out real quick that's awesome 
Cool. So how do you come up with your pictures? Uh, Like what beer do you use and what game will you display with it? Do you have like a little studio area where you take these photos or do you just set up something? Yeah, yeah. So I have, um, if you scroll through my page, it kind of, I guess it kind of evolved over time. The first pictures were just, you know, it was just on top of a, uh, I have kind of like a little rolling cabinet that I keep, it has drawers in it and it keeps controllers and light guns in it. I keep them all organized in there and I would just like set stuff up on there and just put a, put a lamp on it or whatever and take and snap a photo. Um, but then eventually I ended up getting like a light box so I mm-hmm. could like better light my subjects and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, that's actually set up in the same room. Um, as far as the process goes for pairing things, it's kind of, a. A lot of the times it's just like it's luck, you know, I'll either um, like I use Tavor. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Tavor service. Um, no, it's yeah, but we. I don't think we can get it. But can we really can we get it? I don't know. I think, I think you guys can get it. I think they'll ship to uh, they'll ship to anywhere. Um, oh. It just depends on what's. Like the 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 geographic determination is just which beers will be available to you. So um, I thought there was some weird rule about shipping alcohol here. I don't know. Oh no! Like I live in PA as well, and it is uh you can definitely get booze. <laughs> so oh. it's uh yeah. So I've been I've been doing that for a while, but then also I think if um, it's through a company, is okay. it's okay. Yeah. So well now well now so like for instance you can get you can get tired hands shipped to you you can get um, mm. Levante shipped to you uh, the the latest one that I've started to do direct order to my house is Equilibrium up in New York um, and Equilibrium is just oh my god they're just their beer is just fucking magical it's amazing um, it's definitely pricey you pay a premium for it um, but to me it's worth it so where are they from? Uh, uh, Equilibrium is in New York. I think it's Middletown. Okay. Middletown, New York, I believe is where they're located. Okay. Um, their beer is magical. Will you pay a premium for it? Absolutely. But yeah. to me, it's worth it. Um, and Tavor works a bit differently. It's, it's like an app on your phone and you sign up for it. And it's like every day they'll post like a few new beers and you have the option to add it to your crate. And then you set a duration on your crate. So you're like, okay, I want this crate, regardless of what I put into it, I want it to ship to me on this date. And you have between then and that date to keep adding beers to your crate. So as soon as like you add it, it charges your credit card for those beers and they go immediately into your crate. So they're reserved for you and you're not going to lose them. And it's litter, it's beers from all over the country. Um, and I keep discovering all these really cool breweries like, there's one in Anchorage, Alaska called Anchorage Brewing. Fucking hmm. banging, banging IPAs. And it's just like, I would never hear of this otherwise, and I would not yeah. have access to it. Um, yeah. So it's, in, you know, I kind of went off on a tangent here, but it's, you know, part of the, the pairing process is like, I'll see something on Tavor, and I'm like, ooh, the name of that beer or the artwork of that beer, or the color scheme of that beer, or whatever it is about that beer, like pairs perfectly with this game that I have sitting up on my shelf. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I'll just be like, oh, you know, this one pairs perfectly with this game that I don't have, but look, it's on eBay for 10 bucks. So I'll just buy it. (laughs) So it's, you know, it's, uh, so the collecting, like, you know, going back to the actively collecting, there's like 
collecting in terms of things I just want to collect. But then there's also collecting that happens as as sort of a side effect of these pictures that I do for Instagram, you know? So yeah. it's, um, I'll never go out and buy like a really expensive piece just for an Instagram photo. No. Um, but if, if it's cheap and it's going to make a cool photo, I'm like, why the fuck not? Like it's 10 bucks. Who cares? So yeah. So yeah. Sorry. I love that. It's kind of and, a long winded uh, answer. <laughs> no, not at all. What's the shipping like with that website? Okay. So with Tavor, Tavor is actually not too bad because like I actually, I order so much from them that they just in the past week, they, they put me into this like, it's like this exclusive club where now it's like you get access to these limited batches that other customers just will never see. So I got, um, this past week, like two other half beers popped up and I was like, Oh my God, like other half shipped to my house. Give me a break. This is amazing. Um, but to go back to your question, it's $15 flat rate, I believe. So that's $15 for one can of beer or like two cases of beer. Like there's no, really? yeah, dude, there's no max to oh, what you can wow. add. So like when you, like, like the UPS guys fucking hate me because like I'll order like two huge crates at a time and they're heavy, dude. Like they're not, you know, it's full of cans of beer. Um, so, awesome, so yeah, it's like, it makes sense to do it that way. A couple of my friends who did it were like, this is bullshit. I'm like, yeah, dude, because you're shipping like four cans of beer at a time. I'm like, yeah. You know, like wait till you have like two cases and then ship it to yourself, like, or even a case, because I mean, or even that's a just case. like right. That's like driving to the beer distributor or two yeah. breweries or whatever. You know, like there's the price right there, right? You know, and um, you don't have to leave. You're not getting DUI. You're exactly. Good. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, that's important as well. DUIs, yeah, DUIs. You can't afford it, as the street sign says. <laughs> so you really can't. Um, you really can't. But then, like, so for Equilibrium, which is the other one that I've been doing a lot of lately, um, they're expensive. It's $30 flat rate. So that's $30 okay. for one four-pack, and they'll up to two cases. They'll, you can do a max of two cases in each shipment. So okay. 30 But the thing about Equilibrium that's cool is that, like, I'll order it on, like, a Wednesday night, and it's at my door Friday morning, and it's cold. Like, they ship it in a cold, insulated crate, that's why that has like this like it's not like an ice pack it's this weird like jelly chemical that kind of like stays frozen for longer than just like a normal ice pack and um yeah like you get it at your door it's cold it goes right into your fridge and their beer is just fucking phenomenal it's so good so so yeah that's kind of how that works <clears throat> that's crazy and uh back to the alaskan brewery that you're yep. talking about mm-hmm I bet that beer is so good because for our listeners that don't know, beer, 50 to 80% of the beer taste is actually the water that you're brewing with. Right. Like, no lie. Yep. So, Alaskan beer, I'm sure, is from the icebergs, you know, like runoff or, or springs that are naturally occurring around there. Mm-hmm. And I bet it's so delicious. It's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a good point. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm aware of that with the water supply and everything, but I never really kind of tied that together with the Anchorage, Anchorage brewing. Um, but no, kind of, kind of related to that though, you know, um, Kelly, I believe you're, you're drinking like a Trogues right now. Um, so years and years ago, like before I was really kind of even into craft beer, I really loved, um, uh, Oh my God, Mad Elf, Mad Elf, mm-hmm. brewed every yeah. year by Trogues, and it was like it hit this one point where the 
not only did the artwork on the Mad Elf changed, but the flavor of it changed. And I mm. found out from my buddy who does home brewing and is actually from your area. He, he grew up in Carlisle. He was mm. telling me, he's like, dude, it's because they moved their brewery and they're on a different water supply now. And I was just like, like blew my mind. I was like, holy shit, that actually does factor into it. Like, it makes sense. Yeah, so, so Trogues originated from Harrisburg, which uh, right. Harrisburg water, uh, they don't put any chemicals in, uh-huh. which is also like a good thing, but it's also not like the cleanest of water. It's just what it is right? type of water. Like it's filtered but there's no like chemical cleaning, which is great for brewing, but uh, safe for you to just like drink by itself, not necessarily out of the tap. Like you want to filter it again. Right. Um, but yeah, zero day brewing company where I work from, uh, they love Harrisburg water because it's just like, that's what it is. It's great to brew with because the pH levels are just like where, where it needs to be, you know? So when Trogues moved to Hershey, they actually spent, I believe, a million to two million dollars at the water plant to reverse osmosis the water nice. so that it would be as close as it was to Harrisburg water. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure it did change yep. the, the flavor. And I, I remember when they did move, people were complaining. They're like, it's not the same. Yep. I'm a beer snob, you know, but like. It's true. Like it, it's hard to go from one area to the other area expecting the same product, you right? Know? And, and when people are so used to drinking that same product over and over again, they had to manipulate it as much as they could, and spent over a million dollars to try that. And I think they they did as good as they could, but you know, sure. time tells. Where it's just like, just keep brewing how you're brewing, and eventually people will forget. You know, right, right. Yeah. I actually have some Mad Elf from like ooh, five or six years ago. That's awesome. Closet. That's, yeah. So that's a great thing about that beer is like it, it's got such a high ABV that it'll just yeah. kind of fucking keep forever, you know? So if yeah. I ever see you, Amir, in person, I'll, I'll bring you a bottle. Nice. Bottle or two. Oh, yeah. an aged. Oh, I haven't had an aged elf in years. I yeah. usually save one every Christmas and let it roll over. That's and awesome. Yeah. And so I have yeah. an old beer and a new beer to compare. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. So what's your favorite brewery? Oh, favorite brewery? Oh man. That's really again, this is like uh this is like collecting for systems. Like it kind of uh <laughs> it kind of rotates as time goes yeah. on and I discover new breweries. Absolutely. Um, let's uh let's talk more so not necessarily about the beer, but the uh-huh. The actual location, the the place that you've sat at that you're like, I love this atmosphere. Oh, my God. Okay, so thank you for doing that because now this question becomes just – undoubtedly, I have an answer to this one. So, okay. Um, so I live in Pottstown in uh, Douglasville, which is like – it's like 10 minutes away from my house. There is a mm-hmm. brewery that not many people know about. It's called Hidden River. It's right on the Schuylkill River, and – it is the like I guarantee you'll never go to another brewery quite like it because it's actually housed inside of a historic landmark. So it's um, the original structure is called the Brinton Lodge, and um, it, it's it's 
it's just awesome. It's like you walk in and it's like, okay, I'm in a room with like, you know, the to go cooler and all the cans and everything. And there's some brewing equipment here. Next room. I'm in a small bar with some tables. Okay. Let's see when the next is like a hallway lined with like bookshelves. And then there's brewing equipment. And the next room is a library. And it's like, Oh, now I'm in a library. And then the next one is like a foyer with like a, like an ant, like just antiques lining everywhere. And like, I don't know, there's like a grand piano in the corner. There's a big like moose head on the wall. Like, um, sounds really cool. And then, and then the next room is like a, a larger bar. Um, and they do, their food is amazing. Um, their beer is awesome. Um, everything is kind of like locally sourced from local farms. Um, so their menu is, um, I want to say they kind of have like a little bit, a little bit for everybody, but um, it's uh, the menu in terms of food can be a little, it's a little bougie, a little bit like, um, but it's, it's, it's good though. And then, you know, there's a whole like outdoor area with an outdoor bar and it's all like, uh, uh, like patios and decks and gazebos and it's like right on the water. And I just, I, I love that place. I love it. It's so cool. Um, that's one of those ones that, you know, since the pandemic hit, I've been making a point, you know, they, they typically do can drops on Fridays and they'll usually have like a couple like double IPAs, um, and, you know, maybe like a sour or like a farmhouse ale or a stout or something like that. And that's one of those ones that during this pandemic, I've really made it a point to go and buy their beer because, you know, although I can't go inside the place, you know, it's they're doing all like out, outdoor seating and stuff like that right now. Um, it's just it is such a it's such a treasure. It's like a local treasure. I just never want to see that place go away. It's so cool. I've yeah. never been to anywhere like it. So that's awesome. I highly recommend it. If you guys are ever in the area, it's it's truly like nowhere else I've ever been. So Hidden River. Hidden River. Yep. Awesome place. Cool. Kelly, what's your favorite brewery location wise and atmosphere? Mm, this is like a super tough question. And I've been thinking the whole time on it. And I honestly <laughs> don't know. Like, I honestly can't. I can't think of one standout like. I would die for this brewery kind of thing. Oh, like, I would never die for a brewery. Well, you know that. what I mean, but like, yeah, like <laughs> there's just there's, there's so many good ones out there, and especially locally, we have a ton of good local breweries. Like, I just can't, I can't pick one and be like, that's it. If I had to only go to one brewery for the rest of my life, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I can. I don't and know. no, and not that's not the question more so it's just more so like this brewery everyone was nice you know the owner you met maybe the the employees the bartenders were great and like i know you maybe you want to say zero day when i was working there but yeah well that was like a different thing because i had yeah. you and like that was like that was my spot like that you know after yeah. work roll in hang with Bo. And everybody else was chill. I could just like sit there, play my Game Boy. Nobody's bothering me kind of thing. And then just like roll out after I have a beer or two. But like, yeah. I don't know. I Now it sucks. So don't go there. Uh, now it's like, <laughs> I feel like my my go-to brewery locally is Evergreen. 
Yeah. It's closer, obviously, but like you've got that nice outdoor seating area and their food's really good. And inside it's not bad either. Like all the people there have been super nice. I've never had an issue with a patron or a bartender or employee at all. Like just a very nice atmosphere and their beers are good and they're constantly rotating. So like they're always got a good, like, like bunch of beers on the on the board up there and it's like i i don't know i guess that would be it if i had to pick one yeah and i love evergreen amir if you're ever in the area definitely uh, check out evergreen they have some of the dankest beers ever um so they kind of like like west coast ipa styles or everything everything cool uh really good like they'll have like a good beer called like juice juicy is like one of theirs uh like go-to's which is like uh just like a good fruity, juicy nice. IPA. Yeah. I wouldn't say New England style, but then they made a double IPA of it called Deuce Juicy, which is even better, but 9% instead of 6%. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, really good brewery. I, I would say, though, for me, like my favorite brewery that I ever went to, one of them would be Sierra Nevada, actually, in North Carolina when I was there. Uh, it was just amazing it was big is beautiful they had an organic garden that you could like walk through that they picked all the veggies and herbs from that they used in all their meals that they cooked with they grew their hops there as well just like a really nice facility and also north carolina one world brewing uh which we saw a sign for and we're like where is this place oh it's down this alley oh it's down all these stairs and it was like in this basement super small and all their uh like vats that they brewed in fermenters were like i don't know maybe like four gallons worth like fermenters like they were so small but they had like 36 of them and it was just like a really nice atmosphere everyone just sat by the bar just really small quaint hometowny um but yeah, locally, I would say Evergreen for sure. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. 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 The other place kind of sounds like a crystal ball in York. They closed, but that was kind of like my friend and I went to and you like kind of walked in the back of this building. We're like, am I in the right place? And then, <laughs> and then you just went in. Everybody's sitting at the bar, having a good time. You're sitting with the vats. You're like hanging out. You know, it's pretty yeah. good. Definitely. So, uh, Amir, what's your favorite style of beer? Oh boy. Okay. Uh, I, I, mm, it's going to just sound so trendy, but probably like a New York or sorry, New York, geez, antithesis (laughs) of what I meant to say, new, like a new England style IPA. Um, and kind of with a bit of a caveat there, I really like, although I can't really drink too many of them in a sitting like milkshake style IPAs. Mm-hmm. Or like mm-hmm. like a smoothie mm-hmm. style. Um, uh, I don't they're know. They're so good. Uh, they're just so they're so decadent. Like you know, yeah. there's, there's definitely some breweries that are better at them than others. Um, some of them I try. Treehouse. Oh my god! Yeah, of course, of yeah. course. I mean, Treehouse is just better at everything, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And that's that's very much one of those places. Like I I want. I've been planning to make the pilgrimage up to. Yeah, Man- it's worth it. Yeah, is it Mansfield? Massachusetts is a Mansfield yeah, or... something like that. Okay, but yeah, so you guys have been there before. I 
Bo, did you go? I have been there. I I have not, but I get beer there every time someone gets up there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I brought you a can or two. Yeah, my buddy Ian has brought me multiple cans from there. Yeah, no, it's yeah. really beautiful up there, too. I mean, talk about a brewery that has the the just the like sitting in the trees like when i went it was fall it was crisp like the air was just like perfect the sun was shining it was literally a perfect day when we went to stand outside for an hour and a half in line (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) uh, yep and that's what i was gonna bring up is that that's kind of what i hear about it is that the lines are just crazy so yeah they got people walking out with cases and cases to go resell this beer it's nuts oh yeah back to other people it's crazy but the running joke I have with my friends is that my friend who is like a real, he's probably the biggest craft beer head that I know was like, Oh, we got to stop at this place. And I'm like, okay, sure. And he's like, Oh, it'll just be like quick stop in now, get our beers and go. Cause they don't have like, you know, they're not selling. It's just a can day only. So we're not stopping and drinking. We're just getting the beer to go and take with us. We're like, Oh, okay. Cause there's like 12 of us packed in a sprinter van. Of course we get there and the line is, outside of the building and i'm like what do you mean five minutes like this is not a quick stop my friend you lied <laughs> right so yeah but it was worth it worth it worth it tired hands nice. is also a, a good brewery when it comes to like those milkshake yeah. type ipas yeah they do a good job yeah yeah I, yeah the one caveat i'll say with that is that tired hands i don't know it's I can't really confirm it. I feel like they've changed their recipe though, um, because their their milkshakes, while they're still good, they just they don't taste like what I remember them tasting like when I first mm. started getting them. Um, so I'm not sure what happened with that. They didn't change locations or anything, so yeah, I'm not sure. But but yeah, maybe yeah. they changed the brewer. Possibly, yeah. But but yeah. great great milkshakes from Tired Hands, nonetheless, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh. Favorite go-to beer, like a simple beer, something that you can get anywhere. Like if you go to a dive bar, this is where you're going. Yep. Okay. Um, So, uh, you know, I have like my two, my two, (laughs) there's actually, there's like a, we have this brew share group chat on Instagram. Um, It's like me and a bunch of guys. And we talk about this concept. We call it filler beers where it's like, okay, like you can, you can, you have your fridge full of, you know, all these expensive craft beers from, you know, Treehouse Equilibrium, other half, all these kinds of places. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, it gets very expensive and not only expensive, but like filling. You know, like you yep. have a couple of those and you walk past a mirror and you're like, when did I get so fucking fat? Like, what the yeah. fuck? Yep. You know what I mean? It's like you're stomach. Me every day. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, it happens to me too. So it's like, yeah. it's. I walk past the mirror and I'm just like, why is my stomach just like sticking straight out? You know, and it's like, <laughs> it's very filling. So yeah, we talk about this. It's like, you have to have these like in between beers where it's like, I don't want to stop drinking. It's a palate cleanser. But I can't yeah yeah you could say that too absolutely or 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 a gut cleanser however you want to phrase that (laughs) but um but yeah so uh i really like like if i just kind of ran out of beer and i just want to go to the distributor and get something um sierra nevada actually makes these two Mm -hmm. now there's um i think it's hazy little thing and then Mm -hmm. there's 
fantastic haze fantastic haze is like the nine percent version of hazy little thing and it's like i haven't had that one as as time has gone on i just stopped buying hazy little thing and i just go straight for the fantastic haze because i'm like all right let's not fuck around let's go straight for the name (laughs) the nine percent and then i'll just have to drink less but in reality i just keep drinking anyway so um so, so yeah. that's a palate cleanser. It's a nine percent. <laughs> that's my that's my palate cleanser, bro. All right, <laughs> that's a, funny. I'm a savage. <laughs> I was looking for like uh, like for me, it'd be like Rolling Rock. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah. oh, okay. So, um, Yingling. I'd say probably Yingling. Then. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's like enough. mine. That or Miller is like my cracker in between yeah. wine tastings. I'm fine with Miller's. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with cheap beer, honestly. I don't want it all the time, but. I like that occasional, like, uh, I should drink water, but here's a rolling rock instead. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah sometimes I'll be like, I'm like, I really should drink a water, but I'm not ready for a water. So I'll have an Amstel light. It's basically water, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Amir, have you ever brewed your own beer or tried to like brew your own beer? I have not actually. I've participated in home brewing with friends of mine. Um, but I just looked at it and I was like, this is just too much. I'm just going to go to the <laughs> store. <laughs> like, most things in my life are dictated by like my, my level of laziness at any given time. And, uh, it's a process. It's, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say I'll never do it because it is, it is pretty cool. And, um, my one buddy that I referred to earlier who grew up in Carlisle, like he does home brewing and, you know, sometimes like he'll 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 just, you know, give me like a crowler or a growler or something of some like, you know, some IPA he did. Um, and he's like, it's getting pretty impressive. Like he's starting to have these like yeah. hazy IPAs and he's like, dude, check this out. Drink this. And he's like, and it doesn't have any of that lactose shit in it either. He's like, you don't need <laughs> nice. that to make it hazy. And I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good, you bro. Don't. Yeah. So. um, So, yeah, not completely ruling it out. Um. But yeah, at this point, I've kind of only participated. And by participated, it means that like I stood there and watched my friends do all the work and I just cracked jokes the whole time. So that was it. <laughs> and you drank. Yeah, of course like I drank. Yeah. On the of daily. <laughs> yeah. It's the way to be. Kelly, have you ever tried? No, Brewing? I have not. I I would love to give it a shot like with somebody who does it. Like I'd love to just sit in on it one time. I think that'd be super fun. But because I know like some of my dad's fam, our family friends, like uh, two, like one of them brews his own beer. And then my one friend's uncle brewed his own beer a couple times. It's pretty cool to like be able to receive the beer and be like, yeah, this is good or whatever, you know, give your feedback on it. But yeah, I've never sat in and watched them actually do it. Interesting. So for me, I, I do have a train coming by. But uh, I have not brewed a beer personally by myself. I've definitely uh, helped with with beers. But uh, by myself, I've done a mead, which is super mm. easy. Uh, it's just like honey, distilled water, lime juice, lemon juice, and just let it sit. Yeah. Uh, and then I've also done a cider. I did a cider the day I got fired from zero day brewing actually so uh i still actually have i have to ask were the two related or (laughs) no no i was already like you're brewing ciders boy (laughs) no so i i I made a cider uh 
for zero day that was called Bo's Baby. Okay. And it was everyone's favorite drink. Honestly, everyone's favorite like drink nice. from Zero Day. Uh, like I had so many people being like, "When's next Bo's baby coming?" Blah blah blah. And we like locally sourced the apples from this Amish family, and it cost a, a decent amount of money, but we made a lot, you know. And they didn't want to do it the following year, which you know is fine. Like it's just cheaper for them to buy cider from a cidery, but so many people loved it because it was like craft made i did like an orange one a cherry a pistachio cider that Ooh, was just like pist- phenomenal pistachio anything is phenomenal in my opinion oh my god, that's just me dude so yeah but pistachio cider i don't think anyone's ever done that and it was just like green in color we oh. we had like two and a half kegs of it and we released it on saint patty's day which worked out perfectly. oh yeah yeah it, sure mm-hmm. it was definitely green um like i remember pouring the first glass being like this shit is dark right and like it like dyed my teeth green and then like <laughs> i poured the second glass and i was like okay now it's filtered out like like it's just that first like tap was like right. so dark right it's like the bottom of the yeah. egg or whatever exactly <laughs> yeah um but yeah very very good cider so i was just like you know i want to i want to make my own small batch of cider like i i have the equipment that i bought from a friend um and I, I did it, and then I got the phone call while I was buying the actual cider mm-hmm. at Carnes. Hey, you're fired, man. And I'm like, for what? And they're like, uh, you took a sip of beer last night while on the clock. And I'm like, wow, okay. So, yeah. Hmm. They're like, uh, bring in your key later. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to make this fucking cider and say fuck zero day. Yeah. And, and name it after that. Yeah. So that, yeah, I think that's the first time I've talked about that on the podcast. But uh, so. yeah, yeah. I just said, either way, I, I, was, I have some of that cider if, if you guys ever want to try it. Yeah. What the pistachio? No, oh, uh, okay. the the one that I made. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, the the angry one that I made. Okay. It, it's good. It tastes like applesauce. Angry bows. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a six. It's like Angry Orchard, but not. Yeah, <laughs> I had a. I just when you were talking, I had a recovered memory when you were talking about the mead. I was involved in a wine making once uh, in college. We put a bunch of yeast and shit in some Welch's grape juice and let it sit. And <laughs> that sounds like some hooch. Oh, yeah, dude, it was a, it was straight like, poor like, college student hooch. It it's was like bathtub wine. Oh my god, yeah, yeah it was bad. No, the first one went really well. The second one exploded all over the wall, and uh, uh, yeah. yeah, so flavor uh, explosion. Didn't do that one again, but it was fun. <laughs> nice, that's great. All right, so Amir, mm-hmm. thank you uh, for being on this and doing this interview with us. But the last question that we have for you, okay, it's the most important. Oh, one. getting ready for it. Okay, <laughs> all right, you ready? Yep. Beer pong or flippy cup? Uh, beer pong. Ooh, I've always been right. a beer pong guy. Yeah, I went to. A, I don't. I don't know if it factors into it at all, but I went to Penn State, and it just seemed oh, like. That's, yeah. Oh my god! Like yeah, I, I think I think out of like every like one thousand games of beer pong I played there, I played maybe one game of Flippy Cup. So it's still fun. Oh, nice. Don't get me wrong. Like I, yeah, Flippy I mean Cup's I love fun. Flippy Cup. It is but fun. Yeah, beer beer pong's where it's at. That's like where the true pros are, right? 
It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. It's where the, huh? the, the real men go to live and die and, and women, not just men. So Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I would also have to agree. Beer Pong would be my choice game if somebody came up and was like, what are we playing tonight? I would say Beer Pong for sure. We uh, I've made Beer Pong on the beach. I've dug out a Beer Pong table on the beach. That's awesome. We, we had a Beer Pong table at my house in college. And we designed it like we made it like we painted it. We got this big board from like Lowe's. We painted it and it was Star Wars themed. Oh, it was an art major. So she put like a nice little Millennium Falcon in the middle. We had the rebels on one side and the Empire on the other. And it was fucking the sickest thing ever. And I miss that table so much. Like that's the one thing I miss from college is that fucking beer pong table is so dope. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that, uh, like since I, like after graduating from school, that's kind of flippy cup has been the more common thing. Like when I go to the whatever occasional party. Um, so I don't know, I don't know if it's a moving more East in Pennsylvania thing or what the hell it is, but yeah, for what it's worth. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of great like drinking games. Like there's one with, uh, I'm not sure what it's called, but it's like a hammer and nails. Like in a stump. Oh, I think it's called stump. Yep. Right? I think so. Where like you have to like flip a hammer in your hand, catch it, and no matter how you catch it, you gotta nail a nail down into the stump. Mm -hmm. Have you ever played that? I (laughs) haven't, but I've watched people in college play it. That sounds like uh, sounds so country. It is. (laughs) It sounds like I would just be sitting here with like less fingers than I currently have if I played that game. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Either way, that was the last question. Uh, cool. But yeah, we loved your answers. Um, we still have a few more things to go over, though. Like Sweet. peer review wise, do you want to do a a second beer review? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We can do that. All right. What are you drinking on? So what I'm drinking on currently, I actually just cracked this can. Um, and I'm a I'm a another. This is another Tavor. Like I discovered this brewery through Tavor. Uh, this comes from Drecker. Drecker Brewery. They are out of Fargo, North Dakota, of all places. And um, I've just never been. I've gotten a ton of beer from them. They they seem to pop up pretty frequently on Tavor, and they're really big on IPA, like New England style IPAs, um, and also sours, but like particularly like smoothie sours. So okay, the one I'm drinking right now is the raspberry pomegranate plum version of this one series they have called brains it's like brains with a bunch of a's in it um and it, wait 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 who's this from this is it's from not Dr- the same drecker it's not the same one i was thinking the same thing what the fuck i'll send you guys a picture of it on instagram so you know what i'm that's talking so about. weird because um, there's one of my favorite beers is brains with a bunch of a's and like a couple eyes from springhouse brewery out in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Pumpkin season is upon us. I know. That's so wild, though, that like people can use the same names. I mean, the word yeah. brain yeah. isn't right. trademarked. I know, but it's weird. I know. It's, prob- it's probably like more, like one more A than the Springhouse. <laughs> one. That's probably what it is. Yeah. yeah. For what it's worth, there's only one I in this one. So maybe that okay. helps. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's two I's in the Springhouse. All right. Um, keep going. Sorry. So th- this is a, this is a double fruit 
smoothie sour, and I'm just pulling up. Um, I mean, all I can tell you, this is the first time I've tried this one, and it is absolutely fucking delicious. It is a 7.8 ABV, um, and it kind of it pours very thick. Like when you finish up with one of these, uh, the smoothie sours from Drecker, like there is just fruit pulp lining your cup that you have to wash oh, wow. out of it. Um, I, I like to tell my friends, I'm like, dude, it's like baby food with, with alcohol in it, basically. <laughs> um, Interesting. really, really good though. I love, uh, yeah, uh, sorry. I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of taken aback cause I just took my first sip of it and I'm like, oh my God, these guys never let me down. Um, so this is, uh, on Tavor, according to Tavor, Tavor, this brains is loaded up with an irresponsible amount of raspberry, pomegranate, and plum for ridiculously sweet, tart, thick, and jammy tasting experience. And I would say that's absolutely accurate. It has a 4.46 score on Tavor, which is uh, not Tavor, sorry, untapped, which is pretty great. So I just want to know what an irresponsible versus a responsible amount of strawberries is. I think it's really like with or without condoms, right? That's what it comes right. down to. Say, so if you're eating your strawberries protected, you're right. fine. But right. if not, then there's a high chance that something could go wrong. I understand now. Okay. I, th- I think that's what it boils down to. Okay. <laughs> mm. So I am drinking my beer right now. Yours sounds good, Amir. I'm drinking mine. Let me uh, Let me take one more sip. All right. ASMR. Wow. Yeah. So I'm drinking (laughs) Roke, R-O-A-K Brewing Company. Uh, They're out of Royal Oak, Michigan, hence the name Roke. Uh, This is called Ice Cream Man. It's a kettle sour ale. Summertime is here, and so is the Ice Cream Man. A kettle sour ale with aromas of orange and vanilla leading into a slightly sweet tartness that is balanced and refreshing. 5%, 10 IBUs. Nice. This is good. It, like, it's not a sour to me. Like, it, it's just a well-balanced, like, tart ale. Um, I wouldn't say that it's creamy. I thought it would be more creamy, uh, being called the ice cream man. But it's really good. Sounds lovely. Both yeah, of those sound it's really, really refreshing. Yeah, I'm like I could see myself like on the beach drinking this and like loving life. Mm. Hmm. Nice. So yeah, check it out if you can yeah. find it. Very good. I don't have a second beer because I'm still working on my crawler, which is enough beer for one night. On a That's fine. on a work night. <laughs> so Kelly, what have you been playing? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, All right. I've been still playing some Ratchet and Clank. I've been playing Up Your Arsenal, uh, which is fun. Um, I also have been playing some Overwatch. I know I sent you a picture the other night. And you were like, what mm-hmm. is that? And I was like, Overwatch. Because they have an event uh, right now going on, the Summer Games event. So my friends and I like to play that. And uh, they have a game mode right now out that only comes out during the summer games and it's called Lucio ball. So it's, you're playing soccer, but you're playing with the one hero named Lucio and they have a new version this year where instead of one soccer ball, there's two soccer balls. And then another one drops periodically during the the match that is worth uh, three points. 
So if you hit that ball and you get three points instead of one. So it's just been like chaotic playing it. But the thing is that like my friends and I are so good at it. We were undefeated for like over 20 matches. Like I was doing super well with it. So I was just getting a ton of wins and yeah, that's awesome. having a lot of fun with it. So it's been fun to be able to play with them online and just enjoy it. And then, you know, play by myself with some uh, ratchet and clank as I slowly chunk through that. Dope. Yeah. Amir, how about you? Um, okay. So the thing with me is that I play like 5,000 games all at once. It's, it gets really <laughs> confusing. So yeah, um, I used to be like that. Yeah. It's yeah. It's I'm just getting so ADD. I mean, I have like adult mm-hmm. onset ADD. I feel like, cause I'm just, yeah banging through this stuff lately um but no i kind of hit i kind of touched upon it um earlier in the episode which is uh that i got xbox game pass recently and i discovered just this treasure trove of modern metroidvanias that i had previously not played so um one of them that came out actually the most recent one that came out is called carry on uh c-a-r-r-i-o-n i I don't know if you guys have heard of this it launched for I don't think it came out for PS4 yet. It's on the Switch and the Xbox. Um, and it is, it, it's like your standard, it's it's a Metroidvania. I believe that there's an element of it that's kind of like procedurally generated. But the thing that's so cool about it is it's kind of like, it's kind of like an alien film, but like you're the alien. So mm. like you're going around and it's like this, like you're like this escaped like alien specimen that escaped from a laboratory on this large like space station. And you're just kind of like progressing through the space station and just killing all the fucking humans on board to like get through the game. And it's like, you get different, you know, abilities to unlock different areas. And, um, it, it it's pretty cool. It's really cool. It's very like pixel, like voxel heavy kind of graphics. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's very red. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're like this large, like tentacled red creature. Um, and for that reason, it's cool because it's like you like you whip around really fast because as you move, like your tentacles just like automatically attach to the surroundings and just pull you through the map. Yeah. So like you you kind of move around really quickly. Um and it's awesome. I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um what else? I've also been playing like the Ori Ori games. So oh like, my god, I love Ori so much. Dude, I I'm just like I'm It is so good. I'm playing these and I'm like, why did it take me so long to finally play these games? Um, I have to be honest, like I heard of them as soon as they came out. Well, Will of the Wisps, the second one, just came out recently. Um yeah. so I actually started playing that thinking it was the first one. And then I was like, mm. oh wait, sec- this is the second one. I gotta go back and play yeah. the first one. So I've been yeah, playing good. um uh Ori in the Blind Forest a lot, and they're just I, I don't even know how to say it, like both like visually and from an audio still like they're just really pretty games. There's something they very amazing. like peaceful about it, but uh, contrasting that like there are definite moments where you just want to tear your fucking hair out because there's mm-hmm. some very challenging platforming. There's some mm-hmm. very challenging like puzzle elements to it. Mm-hmm. And um, so they've been tough, but, I I'm really enjoying these games. I can't wait to get through Blind Forest. Um, so so you can... are doing Blind Forest first. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm gonna do okay, it. I'm good. gonna do it up proper. Um, 
Although, like, I, I've kind of, I got a little bit spoiled by the little bit. I played maybe, like, 40 minutes yeah. of Will of the Wisps, and I'm like, okay. I can't wait to get back to that, because there are some definite, I think, like, quality of life improvements in the second mm. one. Um, but no, I, like, I've, I, to your sentiment, I'm kind of hearing here, I'm, that's kind of what I'm hearing online, is some people are like, I really love how it's changed, and other people are like, I wish it was more like the first one. So yeah, so I'm I'm the same way. Uh, the first one is an actual game. I mean, they're both games. Um, but the first one is like it's challenging. It is hard. It's rough. And the second one, the quality of life is like, wow, you guys are already giving me these abilities. Oh like, yeah, it's like like that. this is almost too easy right now. Like after coming off of the first one, like whoa. But um, is is the Xbox version that you're playing a Blind Forest, is that the definitive version? It is. Yep. It's a definitive okay, edition. Awesome. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I played the first one on the Switch and that okay. was the definitive version. And I know that there was upgrades from the original that came out on the Xbox one. And, uh, it, it was definitely quality of life improvements from the Switch to the Xbox one. So that's cool that they made it the, the definitive version on uh, the Xbox One now as well. PSA is, I just saw it actually before we recorded the podcast, I got an email. I believe uh, Blind Forest is on sale on the Switch for $13.99 right now. So totally buy it if if you you don't have it. Looking for it. Yeah, it's on sale right now. So they're just, it's so, they're awesome games. Yeah. They're, and they're like, if you're looking for a, like a dense story, this is not the game to, but it doesn't matter because it's like the fact that it doesn't have a dense story to it actually like plays into how great the game is. You know, it's a really good story though for what it is. It is like it's, it's simple, like, but it made my wife cry on both games multiple and times, I, and so. I can see why because it's like it's it's super cute and touching. It's at sad certain though, point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, and they're just they're all just like cute animals in a forest trying to survive. Yeah. You know, and um. And I like like one quick like to play on your point that you said where blind force is very challenging, dude. That one part where um I think it's like the water temple, right? It's mm-hmm, like when you beat mm-hmm, the water mm-hmm. temple and then you have to escape from it as the water levels mm-hmm. are rising. It's the worst part ever. Oh my god. I, I just like I can't tell you. I, I, I probably spent like Did you beat it? I did. That part? I did beat okay, that good. part. Yep. Yeah. Um it feels so good. You like you immediately t- get a boner. Oh my- you're like, fuck yeah. It was like I will completely sorry, Kelly, sorry. I will completely echo Why that sentiment. <laughs> there was there was a huge boner, but um, it was just one of those things where I was just like it. Li- like I literally sat for two hours. Like I was screaming at my television over yes. and oh, over. Yeah. I was just like, "Why is it so hard?" You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, yeah. "Why? Why even make it that? If I can't beat it, why make this game?" <laughs> so, yeah. um, so yeah, that was frustrating. But to your point, uh, when you finally beat it, it's great. Um, yes. It's so good. Uh, so sorry, I don't. Want you feel it. like a boss, like beating that game. the The second one, I didn't really feel like a boss. Okay, so you like, so you beat the second one already, then? Oh yeah, okay. definitely. Like as soon as it came out, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm looking within a week. I, I like, I, and I didn't even own an Xbox One. My tattoo artist was like, "Here's my other Xbox One that you can borrow." Oh, I'm just like, to play this game? That's cool. So my that's only cool. Xbox One game that I own that's on my shelf is Ori. Oh, okay. Okay. Willow the West. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Um, okay, sorry, I don't I don't wanna 
monopolize too much time here. I'll just bang through these next ones real quick. Oh, it doesn't um, matter. Played uh, The Messenger. Has anybody played The Messenger? Mm-mm. No, but I want to. <sighs> I've heard such great things on this game. Dude, it's awesome. It's so, like... And that's a Metroidvania as well, right? It is, but it doesn't start as one. Like, there's there's a substantial... It's linear or what? At first, it's linear. But then you okay, hit... Like, I don't want to spoil it for you because it's really cool to just discover for the first time. At first, you hit, like... Like, it's very linear. It's levels and bosses. And then um, you hit a certain point, and the, the game shifts. And I don't want to okay. say how it shifts, but it's like, wow, it's a different game now. And then okay. it kind and then it kind of becomes a Metroidvania, um, but it's just it's really humorous, um, just just the characters and the script and just some of the shit they say. Um, there's a storekeeper character who's just he's it's hilarious. Like there's no okay. there's no like audible dialogue, but if you just take the time to read it, it's it's really funny. Um, so that one's been rewarding to play, and then. Um, I don't know. Probably a lot of people will, will flame me for this because it's not one of the most popular games. But uh, No Man's Sky, I've really like. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that got like I bought No Man's Sky day one, and of course, mm-hmm. you know, everybody just shit all over that game because it wasn't it wasn't what they were like. They promised it to be back in I think it was 2016 when it came out. Um, but they have really like Hello Games has done an amazing job of releasing these patches for it that just adds more and more and more to the game and it's just it's so engrossing and i think i'm up to like 85 hours into it at this point and just the amount of stuff you can explore and build and um i don't know it's it's quickly becoming like it's getting into like the my top 10 favorite games of all time so wow are you playing with friends then? Um, no, see, that's the thing. It's like I don't. I'm not really big into multiplayer gaming. Yeah, um, same. I like I like co-op multiplayer. Like like I played a lot of the Destiny games. I played Destiny one and two quite a bit. Um, I don't really play them anymore. I kind of fell out of Destiny two. But there is that option in No Man's Sky where it's like you can go exploring with your friends. Um, but personally, I play video games to escape reality. Not to yeah. have some like eight year old calling me a fucking noob, like yeah. you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, but it's great. It's I don't know. I recommend it. Like anybody like who is turned off by the bad press, um, give it another visit because it it's truly it's matured into an amazing game. So, are you playing in VR? Okay, that's it's so crazy that you just asked that. So I do have I have PSVR, and. I don't use it much because I'm prone to motion sickness, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have to I have to wear C bands when I play mm-hmm. VR, mm-hmm. and what is that? they're like they're little like bands that go around your wrists, and they they apply pressure to like an acupressure point in your body. That like what? if you're on a boat and you're getting seasick, you wear these bands, and all of a sudden you're just what? not seasick anymore. They work, bro. What? They work. They do work. It's crazy. Like when I bought them, it was what? a last dish. Like, dude, I was taking Dramamine oh so I could God. play, no. so I could play VR. And then I'm like no. falling asleep in the middle of it. I'm like, I can't do this. So I went to CVS and I bought these C bands. I'm like, these things actually fucking work. It's crazy. Wow. Um, but but no. Um, so. I haven't played it, but I had my nephews over this past weekend. And when they come to Uncle Amir's house, it's like 
video game heaven. Oh my God. Yeah. Like sensory overload. And they wanted to play no man's sky in VR. So I set them up with it and like, it was cr- like, I can't get over how well it plays in VR. Yeah. Um, do I want to play it in VR? Probably not. Cause I don't feel like getting sick, but, <laughs> um, yeah. but no, it, it, uh, it's crazy. Like it, it, it works really well in VR. I was surprised. So. Yeah, I definitely picked it back up. Uh, once the VR patch came about, but I just can't get into the mining aspect of things. Like it's, it's t- It's a grind. Know. It's a huge it's, grind. Yeah. It's too much like yep. men- menu looking to be like, what do I need next? Like I never got off the planet, which I'm sure if I did get off the planet, I'd fucking love it. Yeah. You know, but I remember like, I, I booted it up for like the second time. It's like, oh, you're in this poison atmosphere, and I'm like just dying the whole time. I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. Definitely turning this off and playing something else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't. I don't blame you. It is kind of. There's definitely a huge learning curve to it. And I mean, yeah. that's that's what it was like when my nephew was playing. He's like, I'm too dumb. He's like, what do I do? What do I do? I was like, dude. I- I was like, I can't, I can't just explain this game to you in like two seconds. Like this, I was like, this is taking me eighty-five hours to figure out what to do in this fucking game. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but yeah, well, that's cool. Any other games or those? No, those I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the rest of them is kind of like just retro games that, um, whatever. I've just been kind of periodically picking up and putting down. Yeah, so. for sure. So yeah, I definitely want to try the messenger out. Um, that's. It's awesome. It's so it's great. on my list yeah. to get, but after I beat some of the games that I need to beat. Right, right. I've been playing lots of Paper Mario on my free time, which is very limited. We did our last podcast. We had Marcus on from Lit Gaming Arena, and uh, we did a podcast about the history of Paper Mario games. And I was about like just started the third ribbon area, and I just now completed the third ribbon area. And uh, it was amazing. It was a lot of work. It was uh, the f- the longest like one area took in the Paper Mario Origami King game, but uh, a lot of fun. Still really enjoying the game. I tried playing it last night, but my wife gave me a melatonin, and uh, I brought it up to bed. And I, like got ha- like thirty minutes into it, and I was like, I gotta put this down before the switch hits me in my face. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is not gonna be good. Right. Um, and then the podcast before that, Kelly and I did a light gun game podcast where I bought Elemental Gearbolt, uh, because of that podcast, which is like an RPG sci-fi light gun game. And I bought it, found a good deal on it. Not necessarily a good deal. It was like a hundred bucks, but still bought it. And I got to play it earlier this week and it's so much fun, but I suck at it. Like I went on to the easiest difficulty and still died. Like at first I did normal difficulty and I'm like, Oh, let me try this. Nope. Died like immediately game over. I'm like, all right, let me go to training difficulty, which is the easiest. And I picked up both of my light guns. So I was playing two player, but as just one person. Nice. And got pretty far into it. Um, but still did not beat it or or get nearly as far as I wanted to. Probably got like 20 minutes into it until I got a game over, and I think the game is only like an hour long, but it's so much fun. So I'm looking forward to when Kelly can come over here next and uh, 
actually game with me and hopefully we can beat it in training mode we'll see yeah so dude, are you, so you're playing it on playstation then yeah i'm playing it off the ps1 kiosk with the nice. namco gun cons the gun cons yeah. awesome dude the motherfucking gun cons are so good oh fuck and it, yeah like, man and the ps1 kiosk is a 13 inch screen so for anyone and i'm talking to you game bow i'm talking to you game bow that says you can't play a game, a light gun game on a small TV. You definitely can because the gun cons work on a 13-inch screen easily. And they're so accurate. They're so nice. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was playing that uh, two-player just by myself, uh, trying to get as far as I could and just sucking at it. But only only gave it, like, two go-arounds until... I had to give up because literally my arms hurt too much holding up these gun cons. I'm weak. <laughs> but yeah, those are uh, the games that I've been playing. You guys uh, have any recent pickups? Hmm. Recent pickups. Let's take a look here. I don't think I have any. I haven't really been buying a whole lot. Yeah. So... I'm looking at my eBay right now. I just got a a Wii U jacket, like a like a not a blazer, but like a a sports jacket with like a Wii U emblem on it for twenty bucks, which I was like super stoked about. Uh, just like an employee like promo jacket, I guess it was like for like a Nintendo employee that's promoting the Wii U. And then I got it, and it has all these fucking stains on it. I'm just like, God damn it. Aww. But uh, still a cool jacket. Hopefully I can get the stains out of it. I also got uh, like a promo like light-up wand that says Wii U on it that lights up a bunch of different ways. Nice. And yeah, I've been uh, collecting for the Wii U lately, but these packages are taking forever. Oh, dude. Tell me about it. It's crazy. Save the postal service. Save it. Yeah. Save it. Save it. Seriously, everybody. So I'm not stamp. gonna. I'm not gonna get political here. But whoever's trying to kill the postal service, fuck those people. That's all mm-hmm. I have to say. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I work in the shipping department at my job, and eBay says, like, as soon as I'm trying to, like, print something off a of USPS, like through the eBay like app or website, it's like. Oh, you might want to use something else because it's going to take a while. And it's just like that's, that sucks, dude. But like, we're still going to use it. Like, eBay, you're messing up too. Like, I don't know. It, it's definitely a political thing. Yeah, and messed up. I know. Um, and then uh, it looks like I bought uh, two Totoro uh, plushies. <laughs> I like oh, that. I like this. You're like me, dude. You're like, like, you're like. What are your pickups? And you're like, I don't. know. I buy so much shit. I don't know. You're like, it looks yeah. like I bought this. I forgot yeah. I bought it. Oh. <laughs> Drunk night talking about Totoro. Dude, I know what I bought. I know what I bought because it just came okay. in yesterday. So, all right. So I bought this um, Legends of the Hidden Temple pint glass. At yes. an antique mall. I found it for five bucks, which was dope. Very excited. So then you were like, oh, that's so cool. I love it. And I was like, I wonder what else they have out there. So I just kind of did a quick eBay search on Legends of the Hidden Temple. And then like I was looking and I found this listing for, I guess, some 
minor league sports team in Brooklyn did a giveaway of a mini shrine of the silver monkey and Olmec head where his little lip bobbles back and forth. So I bought it. (laughs) Oh, how much was that? Uh, I can't even remember. I think it was like 60 bucks. It was like 60 bucks. Yeah. But it was like, it's so fucking cool. I put it in my living room because that shit, well, that was my favorite show. Like that was, that was it. I have not seen that in a long time, but yeah, awesome show. So, yeah, so good. I've got them sitting in my living room so I can display them next to my plants. So I've got a nice little shrine of the silver monkey that comes apart in three pieces. And then Olmec with his little lip that bobbles back and forth. Hell yeah. It's great. Um, okay, so I'm looking like Bo. I'm I'm consulting my eBay purchased section right here. So um let me think. What did I get here? I got I got a a an a Konami Bucky O'Hare handheld um you know like the tiger handheld games yeah. but yeah the, Kon- the konami dope. ones so this one's kind of rare um i don't know i'm just i'm whenever i see something that has bucky o'hare on it i just can't resist it that's um, like your guy yeah it was it was one of those things like <clears throat> i was you know the toys kind of seemed to be more popular than the cartoon but i loved the cartoon as a kid and there was only one season of it so it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, this could have been so great. So whenever it's yeah. something Bucky O'Hare pops up, I just buy it right away. Um, Wolf Child, I already brought that up. Yeah, Wolf Child for the Genesis. Uh, found a nice copy of that. Um, uh, let's see. Apparently, I bought a Castlevania II Simon's Quest Tiger handheld as well. <laughs> um so- yeah, and otherwise just some yeah, some some loose carts. I bought a I bought a Turtles in Time for the SNES finally. I wanted to own that for a while. And uh yeah. Yeah, that looks like it's it. So dope. Yeah, the other games that I bought were just like a few Wii U games. I got Terraria, uh DuckTales and Hello Kitty Woo. new. Yeah, I got Hello Kitty for like 52 bucks, brand new, and I'm just going to keep it new. I don't plan on playing it, but it was a rare game to begin with. And I remember when I first started collecting Wii U that that game was like up to like $120, and then it went down to 52 bucks because they made the Switch versions of it. Oh, okay. But, I mean, if you can find it for 52 bucks and you're someone like me where you collect to eventually sell someday. Uh, yeah, it it was a rare game, so it's always going to be a rare game. And if it went up to 125 at one point, it's definitely going to double, you know, once people start collecting for Wii U heavily, which will eventually happen. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then I got a, a few WonderSwan games and a new WonderSwan, but yeah. You might have saw that on a post of mine. I did. Yeah, that's one of those. Uh, it's one of those. Ha- I've never owned a Wonder Swan, but it's always been intriguing to me. So yeah, they're really cool. Uh, you can play them in different aspect ratios. Uh, the only thing with them is they're in Japanese. Most most of the games are in Japanese, right. so it's sort of hard to play unless it's like a, like a puzzle game or like a platformer uh, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. You're not, yeah, you're not playing RPGs on that, right? Yeah. yeah, and unfortunately, there's some really good RPGs on it, like Final Fantasy 1 and 2. Really? Like remade. 
yeah remade and like better graphics better sprites and all that yeah that's pretty cool i had no idea yeah all right so last question before we close it out oh boy what are your top three games to play while intoxicated (laughs) oh boy here you start this one off okay top three while intoxicated Boy, I almost feel like I needed to prepare this one. Um, okay. Did you, I hope? No, I didn't. I didn't I didn't prepare for this one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wing it because um I actually I play a lot like as soon as I hit like legit intoxicated, I'm like, I gotta go upstairs and play some retro games. So it's just something that happens pretty frequently. Um (laughs) I I really like to play uh I really like to play like shooters like shmups when i'm when i'm i don't know there's something about just like i'm a certain level of drunk and i can just zone out and then i can navigate bullet hell rather well um so i'd probably say like one that i find myself just kind of popping in on the reg when i'm drunk is uh dodon pachi for the sega saturn um okay it's a it's a port of an arcade game the arcade game the arcade version is is awesome as well but the sega saturn port is really is really pretty close um so i'd probably say yeah dodonpachi would be what's the what's the english name of that uh dodonpachi <laughs> no okay. that's yeah that's a that's really like the only only name there is um it didn't i don't think it ever came to north america so it's really you can only play like the Japanese versions, but it's yeah, uh, I have some I have some shmups on the Sega Saturn like burned copies. Um, right. Yep. Yeah. Same here. And I might have that game. I don't know. Um, there's some great shmups on the Saturn, and yeah. Oh my god! Like just that genre alone is great to play while drunk for sure. Yeah, like the sat the Saturn and the PC Engine, I would say, are kind of like shmup heaven for me. Um, and that's one of my that's one of my favorite styles of games. So. Uh, definitely spend a lot of time there. Um, another one that I, I find myself always firing up and I'm drunk because it's just fun and it's just something I've been playing since I was a kid is uh, just Sonic 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the Genesis. Um, it's just, I don't know, it just never, it never ceases to be fun. I can just jump in and just fly through those levels and uh, I love the music. I think it's it's absolutely hands down the the best soundtrack um, on the Genesis. So uh, I really enjoy that one. And then let me think. What's another one? It's another one I really really like to play when I'm drunk. Uh, probably. I don't know. I might I might have to just say uh, Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time on the Super Nintendo. Right on. That's another that that's another one. fun one to yeah. play. Yeah. Classic. Absolute classic. So nice. Yeah. Well, my top three would be any Katamari game. Uh so Katamari Damasi, we love Katamari, Katamari Forever. Whatever you want. Katamari is great because it's all about rolling up objects, people, things, and every object that you roll up makes a weird sound. The music is great. It's all about just using the analog sticks so like the controls aren't too tough. You're mainly like fighting with the camera angles, if anything. So you're just moving with your thumbs. It just feels natural. You can't really drunk drive a Katamari ball. <laughs> 
my next one would be a game that either you know or you don't know, uh, Peggle. It, yep. It came out for the PS3, I believe, PS4 as well. It's such a simple game. I don't think there was ever a physical release on it. I'm pretty sure you can like get it on your cell phone as well. But it's like Plinko uh, for Price is Right, where you like throw a ball down and just hit a bunch of pegs, try to get it into like the hole at the bottom that's moving to get a free ball. And you just try to get a high score or get rid of all the pegs, get rid of all the orange pegs. There's just like a bunch of different like little goals that you can do, but it's such an easy drunk game to play and so rewarding because if you do like a crazy high score, like an animal will pop up being like, good job. Great. Nice. Um, And then, yeah. Have you ever played it? Peggle? I have not, but it sounds like a, like a Japanese pachinko machine. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Kelly, you've played Peggle, right? I think I played it once. Oh, man. All right. You guys got to look it up. So when you beat a Peggle level, it goes into Beethoven's, like, uh, what's the main one? I'm doing it injustice right now, but like, like crazy, like symphony. Yeah. No, that's not. You got number nine or you got number five. I think it's number nine. How does number nine go? Oh, yes, yes. That one. That one? Yeah, see, I recognized it when Kelly said it, so. Yeah. Five is the one that goes. Oh, right, great. All right, maybe it's our contrast. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, five is like mad. Nine is happy. Yeah, I got to look this up. But, um. Another game uh, that I love to play while drunk would be like House of the Dead 2, uh, going back to the light gun light games. Light gun games, hell yeah. Yeah, like you can just play any light gun game while drunk. It's so easy. Yes. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. You, you'll lose a bunch probably because your accuracy is not that great, but it's so much fun. I can agree to that. Yeah. Agreed, yeah. yeah. Some time crisis with a beer sounds pretty good. Time crisis. <laughs> I would kill. I would kill to have like the time crisis pedal on my floor in my house, though. You know what I mean? Right? Funny you say that. You remember the pedal? Do you do. have the pedal, Kelly? I don't have the pedal, but I have a third-party controller that has a foot pedal and really? a gun with like kickback. Yeah, I didn't even wait. You have a gun with kickback? Yeah, it's called the Super Jolt gun. Oh my god! All right, you have to send me all this information after this all because right. I like. So Bo brought up earlier the gun con playing mm-hmm. with the gun con and um i like i wanted to say the thing i miss most is playing point blank in the arcade yeah. with the gun con that that actually there was a point blank arcade oh dude that's where yeah point blank is an arcade port yeah we said to the, that to the playstation so we, so we but, that. Sort of but dude in the yeah. arcade the guns actually clapped like there was a mechanical component wow. that clapped back and forth every time you fired it and I was always just like, my kingdom for a gun con that claps physically. I would love to have that. And then, I'll send you along, what I have. yeah, with the foot, I want to know about this foot pedal. I'm very intrigued now. Oh, it's wonderful. And, Bo, whenever I come over to play light guns, I'll bring it because it is quite an experience to play with. Yeah, I'm down. It's fun. Sounds dope. So we need my three, right? Did you get to your mm-hmm. third one, Bo? Or 
Or did you just do two? I was just, I was oh, yeah. No, I, I, I did three. Okay. I thought I cut you off. Yeah. Sorry. No, All okay. right. Uh, top three to play while intoxicated. Uh, number one, Mario Kart. That's literally my go-to whenever I'm drinking. Yeah, playing Mario I was going to say that too, yeah. Literally the go-to. Or to play when you need to get intoxicated as a pregame. That was also another one of my go-tos. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is Mario Party. Same vein. I love getting together with my friends, having some beers, playing Mario Party, shit-talking each other. It's just super fun. So those are like hand-in-hand. I feel like I usually play either one or both of those when I'm with my friends when we are drinking. And uh, number three, shocking to all listeners, is Dynamite Cop. So Fuck yeah. That is, I think, one that I consistently played drinking at your house, Bo. Yes. (laughs) I feel like every Amir, time how- I come over, somebody's there, and we're like, we're playing Dynamite Cop. Hell yeah. <laughs> Have you ever played Dynamite Cop, Amir? I'm, I'm Googling it right now because I'm like, oh, that sounds so familiar. So this was – this was oh. this is the Die Hard game. This was – Like the, okay. the remake of Oh, Die, Die Hard, Hard Arcade, but right? For the, for the uh, yeah. for the Dreamcast. Okay, yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I have played – I've played Die Hard Arcade for the Sega Saturn. So yep. if that counts, then yes, I played um, it. No, it is similar. No, no, similar. Okay, but you can you can use a baguette to punch an enemy with. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So so that part I definitely remembered. Okay, so what is this? It is the sequel to the 1996 game Dynamite Decca, which was released outside Japan as Die. Okay, okay, so this is a sequel yeah, to Die Hard Arcade. Okay, so then no, but I they lost the it. rights. Yeah, they lost the rights uh, to Die Hard. Yeah. Okay, okay, it's so good. It's so so good. it's on. So it's on the Dreamcast then, is what you're saying. Yeah, yes. okay. Dreamcast yeah. and an arcade arcade cabinet as well. Yeah, Sega. Yep, Sega Model Two. Okay, I'm gonna have to check this out. Awesome, I yeah, learned something totally new. worth buying. Worth yep. it, absolutely. Sweet. Yeah, I love it. Those good, are good list. great nine games. Yeah, good list. Well, well, Amir, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you giving us your time. No, thank you for having me on. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. Absolutely. And uh, where can everyone follow you at again? So you can find me on Instagram. I'm retro underscore bruise b r e w z. Dope. And that's also untapped as well? On untapped as well, absolutely. If you want to just see my list of alcoholism and the history of it, you can see it on untapped. So. That's why I deleted my untapped. But I might actually, you know, fuck it. Come back. Being Come a, back. Yeah, being, being an alcoholic is like the end thing right oh, now. Oh, dude, so. with the pandemic? It's like, yeah. that's the cool thing to do is be an alcoholic. So it's the only thing we have going for This is our time to shine. <laughs> yeah, I drink so many good beers too. I need I need to let people know. Yeah. So I might join again. We'll see. Absolutely. But uh yeah, you can find me at Bo's underscore game room. Uh you can find me on the highway to Kel on Instagram or on Untapped. And then uh follow us at Precisely Podcast on Instagram. Make sure to check out our website, precisely.live. And uh, we do have T-shirts and hoodies for sale. Our Patreon is up and active and live. So if you want to join, that'd be amazing. You get free stickers every month, all that jazz. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening in. And stay tuned for the next episode. We out. We out.
Peace.